my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip comes from Lindsay Pollock, who's an expert on generations in the workplace. Her new book, The Remix, looks at how smart managers work with diverse teams. One productivity strategy she suggests? Hold office hours. You might remember this idea from college. Many universities require professors to hold office hours. The professor hangs out in his or her office, ideally with the door open. Students can come to ask questions or discuss topics during this time. Sometimes professors grumble about this. But there's an upside, even for people who would prefer to spend all their time in the books or in the lab. When students know there's a time they're completely free to come visit, they may be less likely to stop by at times when the professor would prefer they not visit. Scheduled availability allows for other periods of focus. Pollock suggests bringing the same practice into the corporate world. In fact, it's probably even a better idea in the corporate world than at universities. Wise managers realize that everyone craves feedback, and often just attention in general from their bosses. Ideally, you'd be able to give feedback and attention every day to everyone who works for you. Unfortunately, in the real world, people sometimes find themselves in charge of groups that are large enough that daily individual feedback would leave zero time for anything else. So here's what Pollock suggests. If you lead too large a team for ongoing individual feedback to be realistic, she writes, then consider offering regular office hours during which anyone can schedule an appointment or just pop in to talk in person or via phone, Skype, text, instant messenger, or any other medium. She notes that one of my clients, a millennial IT leader, offers office hours to his intergenerational team from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. every weekday morning. If no one shows up, he uses the time to catch up on his own work. And if any of his direct reports want to talk about a non-urgent business issue at any other time of the day, he feels no guilt reminding them exactly when he is available for feedback and career-related conversations. I think this is a great idea. One of the most common questions I'm asked is about how to handle distractions in the office. I ask follow-up questions to figure out what those distractions entail, and people often mention colleagues stopping by to chat. I recognize this can be annoying if your colleague wants to come talk about that crazy thing that happened with his house renovation and you're on deadline. But here's the thing. Once you're in management, interruptions from the people who report to you aren't exactly distractions. In many cases, they are the core of your job. You want people to trust you, 
so they take critical feedback and follow in the direction you lead. You want them to want to do their best work for you. And people only want to do their best work for people who seem genuinely interested in them. While a professor could get away with having office hours on just Thursday afternoons, if you make people wait a week to see their managers, they're not going to be happy about it. So the hour-a-day idea that Pollock suggests works well. Maybe it's 8 to 9 a.m., like the IT leader she spoke with, or maybe it's 1 to 2 after lunch, or 4 to 5 at the end of the day. Figure out what feels right for you. And even if you're not in management, you might figure out ways to indicate that now is a good time for drop-by chats, and other times are not so good. Some people do this, whether intentionally or not, by putting headphones in. Blocking your ears raises the bar for interruptions, though to make this work, you need times when your headphones aren't in, too. Otherwise, people won't honor the signal, and they'll be annoyed as well. Some teams decide to create quiet hours and then also collaborative hours, so everyone can get both kinds of work done. Some offices create the equivalent of the quiet car on the train, a conference room with a library-like atmosphere. If someone's in there, you don't bother them, except in an emergency. If they come out, fair game. Or you could think creatively. Productivity pro Laura Stack once suggested that open-plan offices that pride themselves on their whimsy could use thinking caps, some sort of wacky hat. When you wear it, you don't want to be interrupted. When you're not wearing the thinking cap, all is good. In any case, creating time when visits are welcome helps create time when people might be more likely to give you space. Being productive requires a bit of both. How do you balance interaction with focused work? I'd love to hear about it. You can email me at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches, and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.